This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Um, you know, I've talked a lot, you know, on this podcast about uh, an encounter that I had when I was a kid. Um, uh, I've talked about it multiple times already. Uh, I'm sure people who, who who listen to this podcast, you know, they, they're used to this story. And if, for, for the people that aren't, you know, familiar with it, I'll, I'll tell it again. Uh, you know, I won't go through the all the details, but when I was a kid... Uh, about eight years old, I woke up in the middle of the night, and uh, there was this sound, this humming sound, uh, in my bedroom. Um, I used to sleep in the attic at the time, and uh, I had a, my one of my brothers. He slept in the attic too, on the other side of the room. There was uh, steps in the middle of the room. I slept on one side; he was on the other. And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I could hear this really strange, you know, electronic humming sound, and. Um, and I, in addition to the humming sound, there, there was something there. I could see, I had a blanket over my head. The light was on in the room, and I had this thin blue blanket over my head. And I could see the silhouette of a hand, a three a hand that had three fingers on it only. Um, the, the fingers were thick on the bottom. They came to almost points at the end, at the tips. And it had like a small palm. I could make out an arm, and I could see where the elbow bend was. And anyhow, I could see this hand would get closer to where my head was and then further away, closer to where my head was and further away. And this this went on for the whole time. This whole incident lasted for about 20 minutes. And the entire time, that hand just kept on doing this, getting, getting closer to where my head was and further away. And during this, I could hear this humming sound. And, uh, you know, I don't know what – I never heard anything like it before or since. Um, and uh, – but anyhow, I, 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 you know, I tried, I, I was asking, well, who is this? You know, who's there? And, the, you know, there was no reply. Just that humming sound continued. Uh, I was too afraid to look at it. I thought this thing might have been a demon from hell. I didn't even know about aliens or extraterrestrials. This was back in the 70s. So I had no idea about that kind of thing. It wasn't until years later, like maybe 10 years later, when I put two and two together and realized that this was an, uh, an extraterrestrial. 
but anyhow, uh, you know, I yelled for my mom and dad. I, you know, uh, they didn't, uh, nobody came to the rescue. You know, this humming sound was muffling my voice. I actually tried yelling to my, before I started yelling for my mom and dad, I was, I peeked out of the blanket, not in the direction of where the hand was, but on the other side of the bedroom. And I could see my brother sound asleep, like oblivious to what was going on. And I was trying to yell to him. And, you know, again, this humming sound was somewhat muffling my voice. But anyhow, uh, this morning, I was, uh, you know, screwing around on my computer here, and I, I tried to come up with some, a close facsimile of the sound that I heard. Um, you know, maybe there's other people, maybe there's people out there who are watching this, or you know, and will hear this. Uh, more importantly, and uh, you know, maybe you had this kind of an experience. Maybe you heard something like this before, uh, associated with some sort of an encounter that you believe was with an extraterrestrial. But anyway, uh, if you have, you know, I'd like to hear your comments on it. Um, but anyway, uh, for your uh, perusal, for your amusement, uh, here's the here's the sound. the sound of the alien the well the sound that was in my bedroom that night it was something similar to that i don't know if i could ever recreate exactly you know i don't know if it's possible it was it but that's something like what what i heard that night uh did anybody else ever have this experience or am i the only one uh, i'd like to know okay moving on in addition to the uh you know, video and and images and and on all and the, the different kinds of proof that our government has uh, with regard to uh, UFOs. In addition to that, it's also time for uh, the faction within the government that's been keeping the this a secret for all these decades. It's a it's also time for them to give us information about the uh, bodies. You know, the extraterrestrial bodies that uh, they most certainly have stored someplace on some secret base somewhere, there's most certainly uh, bodies of extraterrestrials that were recovered from uh, crashes. There's no doubt about it. There is no doubt about it. There's no doubt in my mind that there were bodies that were recovered in Roswell. There's no question about it. I mean, there's just so much uh, information that points in, uh, so much proof, actually, I believe, that points in that direction. You know, the fact that uh, you had the mortician uh, back then, uh, uh, Glenn, Dennis, who's now deceased uh, from Roswell, he he said that uh, you know he was contacted by the military during um, you know right after this crash happened, you know in 1947 in July of 47, and and he was you know asked about hermetically sealed caskets that were child sized. Of course, you know because these bodies that were found were only like three and a half feet tall. These beings, that's how big they were. They weren't that tall, 
And, uh, you know, of course they would want hermetically sealed caskets for something like that. And, 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 you know, where are those bodies now? I am certain that they did not dispose of these bodies. They're probably kept somewhere on some base somewhere, frozen somehow. Uh, so you have those bodies and there's been other bodies that have been recovered throughout the years from other crashes. There's no question about this. There's no question. So in addition to the, the proof that they've been sitting on for all these years with regard to, uh, uh, UFOs, you know, they, they, they're certainly uh, cr- crash saucers like, like uh, or recovered saucers like Bob Lazar talked about. He actually saw them with his own eyeballs, was actually inside of one, right, at, at S4 near Area 51 in Nevada back in the late 80s. So in addition to this, to the craft that they have and also remnants from crash saucers, in addition to all that, they also have bodies. It would be interesting. Our scientists, I'm sure our scientists of the world, right, would be very interested in, in, in knowing everything they can know about these extraterrestrial visitors, about their physiology, uh, by, 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 by well, withholding this information from the public, it's it's stunting our 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 growth as 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 a as the human race. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's time not only to release uh, whatever you got on uh, UFOs and uh, you know whatever you know about these craft, right? You know the you know it's it's not only time to to come clean about that, but also okay, what 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 do you have with regard to the alien remains that have been recovered? from these different crashes from Roswell. You know, we want to see this. We want to know people out there want to know this. I know uh, a lot of people out there will hear this and think, Oh, this guy's crazy. No, he's not crazy. Actually, the the truth of the matter is, is that uh, if there are beings coming here from other worlds, and if these beings said beings crashed their saucers, that means said beings might be dead laying there. And uh, that means also that military personnel that recovered these things also not only recovered the craft, but they recovered the bodies. Um, so that means somewhere in this country, in the United States, and I'm certain in some other governments of the world, you know, they're keeping this secret. You know, and they, I'm sure they have recovered uh, alien remains and they're keeping them stored somewhere. But there's no question in my mind that in here in the United States, there are there is a place where these bodies are, are kept and kept away from the public, kept away from public view. Uh, there's probably a, a hand-picked group of scientists who are aware of this and who do get to study these things. But unfortunately for the vast majority of uh, scientists throughout this world, uh, they have no clue about this. They, they have no inkling. They have no... Uh, they don't believe even that this is possible, a lot of them. A lot of them have their, you know their heads just they just can't believe this until somebody shows it to them and that's the problem nobody's showing it to them because our military has been keeping this a secret so there are bodies out there you know there's a lot of different stories throughout the years you hear about like uh in the early 70s uh supposedly uh jackie gleason the late comedian um uh, he's been dead i guess it's about 85 now um you know, and he was big, as everyone knows, on that in the fifties, especially in the the TV show, The Honeymooners. And of course, he played uh, Sheriff Buford Pusser in the Smokey and the Bandit movies. But in the early seventies, he used to play uh, golf with uh, President Nixon. And when he was in Florida one time, uh, you know, Gleason, who had a, a really great interest in flying saucers and UFOs, you know, he wanted to see uh, proof of this. And apparently, Nixon took him to a some base there in Florida and showed him some uh, mummified alien bodies. Uh, and now, uh, in the early 80s, uh, 
Gleason's ex-wife told this story to the National Enquirer. Okay, yes, I know it's the National Enquirer. However, she told this story to the National Enquirer, and Gleason, who was still alive at the time, he never, uh, you know, said anything about it. He never like tried to say no. That's not true. He didn't. He didn't deny it. There was never any denial. In fact, uh, he was a very, very big uh, fan of the whole. Uh, ufo stuff he 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 collected all kinds of uh, books and you know he was very into it and he and and it, apparently this is true and in fact she said that when he came back that night and and told her about this in the early 70s that he saw these bodies he was very he he, he was it, it bothered him he was very troubled you know he he was like white as a ghost you know he it, it, it was troubling to see this like it you know it did something to him you know it, it scared him you know, I think it would scare anybody if you were to see something like that. You, that uh, you know, until you actually see something like that with your own eyeballs, I mean, uh, you know, it's it, some people, a lot of people, even people that believe in this, it's you know, they can't even imagine what it would be like. And then when you actually see it, it's like it's probably just so fantastic and unbelievable and scary, all kinds of different uh, things all at once. But you know what? We have these things. We have them, but they're not sharing it. They're not sharing. Again, this this whole thing stunts our growth or our growth as as a human race by just keeping these things away from our scientists. They're in the dark about this. A lot, most of them think it's foolish. They even think this. It's not. There's nothing crazy about it. I mean, look at we're here, right? We're here. We're, look at this. All, uh, uh. Right, we're alive. We're, we're like, there's nothing so fantastic that there might be something here that's smarter that's coming here, right? There's nothing wrong with the, to think that. There's nothing crazy about it at all. With the size of the universe, of course, there's going to be something out there that's uh, more advanced and you know than we are. Uh, more, you know, uh, an intelligent. There's going to be you know millions of different intelligent uh, races out there scattered throughout this uh, galaxy, throughout the universe. So that and that means it, it, when you reach that conclusion, then you realize, well, of course, if that's true, then, the, then some of them probably, you know, they're probably uh, coming here to. You know, check on us. And hey, not only that, what do you think we're going to be doing in, say, a thousand years from now, 2,000 years, 3,000 years? What do you think? Once we, uh, we're already out in space, but once we figure out how to travel into deep space and, and do some exploring, I'm sure we're going to find some planets. And what are we going to do when we get there? You think we're going to show up and, and, and land and, hey, say, and say to the satyrs and beings that, uh, living there that uh, are similar to the way we were back in the 1700s, okay? You think we're going to land and, and say, uh, take us to your leader. We're from some distant planet. We're not going to do that. We're going to, we're going to keep our distance and just study them and be fascinated by, oh, this is how we used to be uh, 5,000 years ago. Isn't it interesting? Let's watch it from a distance. And of course, sometimes uh, somebody, some of those beings on this uh, future planet that I'm talking about, this faraway world, they're going to look up and it's going to say, "Hey, what's that thing flying around?" And and that person will be, "Hey, he'll be deemed crazy," and you know, and and but even though he really did see something, then it was us. That's it's just, that's what's going on here. It, there's nothing. It's nothing fantastic. It's not. It's not incredible. It's just the way things are. But anyway, I digress. I'm getting back getting back to the bodies here. Yeah, it's time uh it's time I'd like to know more about, you know, how, how many species do you have on ice? You know, that'd be nice to know. I I'm very interested to know. And was there anything really to that uh, Jackie Gleason story or was that just a fabrication by Gleason's wife? You know, let us know. And and let, another thing too, how about some pictures from the Roswell crash? I want to see what those bodies look like. It'd be nice to in addition to these uh 
videos and stuff when you start that you've been releasing over the last uh, you know uh verifying our, our our actual pentagon military film videos in addition to that stuff uh it would be nice to see what what else you have on film or and or video uh with regard to these alien bodies and maybe do you have a couple of live ones stored away somewhere that you're you've captured and you know or tortured maybe somewhere i don't know for information it'd be nice to know about this what are you doing with the if what are you doing with the live ones if you do have any live ones what did you do with the live ones if they, before they died i mean there's a lot of different questions here that uh you know it's time to start uh sharing this with our with this with the scientist scientific uh community uh so we can grow so we can grow as a as a human race okay uh moving on uh this past week i was interviewed uh by robert earl white and uh on his channel uh, order of light along with uh, his friend josh myota uh, and it was re- I, I talked basically the interview was about uh you know the experiences I had. I had three different experiences throughout my life uh, with uh, w- with I, what I believe are extraterrestrials. And the the third incident that I had was when I was living in Hawaii uh, in 2007, and uh, it, it was pointed out to me. Well, actually, I'll just point this. I'll just talk about the story a little bit. It was, uh, you know, I had a dog when I was living there, and this uh, this dog was basically abducted by aliens as far as I could tell uh, because it basically disappeared in front of my eyes and then was returned about two and a half hours later. And uh, somebody, after this uh, interview went up uh, on, on YouTube, somebody made a post here. Uh, I'll read it to you. It was from somebody named Gwen. And uh, Gwen wrote, um, she wrote, uh, Dear Robert, I keep on watching your videos about disclosure. Disclosure. All are all are mind are all a mind blowing experience. Thanks for sharing this video. It's the first time to hear about a possible pet abduction. So weird. I never even thought about that before. That 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 might be the only. I don't know. I I haven't even. I never even really thought about the fact that maybe that's the only known case of a, of a, of a pet getting abducted by aliens and having something done to it. Um, <clears throat> but I'll just the story. Basically, I'll give you the you know. Uh, the gist of that story was, you know, I, I, I had this dog. It was given to me by a friend, um, uh, and it was a puppy, but it was it was pretty big puppy by this point. Uh, it was a female dog. Uh, her name was Goldie, and she was part Jack Russell Terrier and part something else. I don't know what the other part was, but what the other part was, that's what that that made her pretty big. She was a you know she was a tall dog, but a thin dog, but she was you know she was pretty tall. But she was pretty wild and was uncontrollable, you know, when I first, especially when I first got her, the first, you know, month or so when I first got her. And, uh, you know, the, the one Saturday I was going to cut the, I had to cut the grass. He had to use a weed whacker uh, it, where I lived. I lived in, basically in this, uh, it was like a tropical rainforest type of an area. And, 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 you know, the houses, my house and all the other houses in this area were all built on stilts because, you know, there's a lot of flooding sometimes, you know. And so uh, I was going to cut the grass, you know, it's all lava rock all around the house. And so you had to use a weed whacker. You couldn't use a, a lawnmower. You'd, you'd bust the lawnmower within minutes. Uh, and I didn't want to leave the dog in the house while I was doing this because she'd probably tear, she would have tore the place up. I mean, if, you know, if I was outside and there was, a, there was that noise, she would have been tearing the place up, you know, with anxiety. And that's just the way she was. 
So I brought her outside, and I had this long chain, and I I, I hooked the chain onto her on her onto her collar, and then I wrapped the the other part around the one of the stilts, and I and I clicked it in, you know, click, clicked the uh, the the lock into one of the links, right? So it was like a loop. So she was, uh, you know, basically hooked onto this chain that was connected to the stilt, and uh, so I start you know cutting the grass with the weed whacker, and she started going wild, and I I told her to calm down and. And I turned my back first. I was underneath the house because <clears throat> you could walk under the house because it was on stilts. And I was underneath the house, and I was I started hitting some weeds there. And for a couple of seconds, I, you know, I heard her. You know, I could hear her like, you know, running around with the chain. Then I turned around, and she was gone. So I figured that she, you know, she broke the chain and took off because she was scared of the sound of the weed whacker. And I started looking all around the house. Now, all all around the perimeter of the house was this really uh, dense like vegetation this growth uh like this jungle like growth it was very difficult you can't you couldn't walk through it it was just too thick and dense but it was it wasn't that high i mean it was only up to your like knees so i'm looking all around down into this growth all around the house i thought maybe she was hiding somewhere in the growth she couldn't have got far in, into it i mean there was just no way right but she wasn't there i couldn't find her and then uh I started looking on some of these, uh, you know, I was in the middle of nowhere, basically. There was a dirt road that led out to this other dirt road. I'm looking all over the place. I, could, I was looking for her for about an hour. I couldn't find her. It was like she just disappeared and, you know, took off. I, I thought that's what happened. And it got to the point, though, where I thought maybe she ran up, you know, maybe she was running around and somebody saw her and would have this chain on her and, and picked her up and took her to the, to, the local, uh, to the local kennel, to the local pound. So I actually took a ride there, and I, I, and they said, you know, I asked them about it, and they said, no, nobody brought any any dogs in. So I went back to the house. I started looking around for her for another hour. I couldn't find her, and then, uh, I pretty much gave up. I, I, I gave up. I was like, oh, she's gone. And I sat down on the steps, and right when I sat down on the steps, there she, she right across from me in a, in a place I had just looked at like ten times. Right, she just rose out of, from from this brush, and 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 she was there. I was like wow you're here to hold you know hiding here the whole time it was just very strange and she was acting very calm which was very uncharacteristic but she came walking out and the chain was still connected to her right so but the weird part was was that the the loop was still there like at the other end that loop that i had wrapped around the the stilt was still there i couldn't believe it you know i couldn't understand it so then I actually went to this this to the stilt that I'm looking at it and, and it's like I was thinking, well, there must be a space somewhere where the loop went through, but there was no space. It went into the ground and the other one the other part went into the house. And then I thought, well, maybe I didn't tie her to this one. Maybe it was something else I tied her to. But I checked all the different posts that I, you know, that I could have tied her to, and none of them, you know, there was no space on any of them that that it was impossible. It was impossible. And but again, too, the the, the fact is is that she disappeared. Um you know, and and uh, you know, I mean, and, and I was looking right in places where she where, where she turned up to be, and and then she wasn't there, and then all of a sudden she was there, and then again she was uncharacteristically calm. So maybe this, maybe uh, Gwen is right. Maybe this is the first uh, uh, case of a dog that was abducted. I don't know. It could be. Uh, I mean, is there anybody else out there that had a a pet that might have been taken taken under mysterious circumstances and then then showed back up again? You know, it was just a, a very strange incident. I, I you know at the time I never I didn't really think of it as uh, aliens. I I didn't know what to think. You know, I I thought maybe it was a ghost or was a poltergeist here or you know how is this possible? 
I mean, the dog would not have been able to uh, put that loop back together like that. I mean, that's impossible, right? So, and, and again, there was nobody there. I mean, I'm here in this in this area. I'm living by, you know, if there was somebody else there, I would have known it, believe me. Uh, it was basically, this place was all by itself in the middle of nowhere. Um, but, you know, there are strange things out there that happen sometimes. And, you know, this, it, you know, in recent years, you know, when I, when I read about Skinwalker Ranch, you know, there's a lot of UFO activity there in, you know, the Skinwalker Ranch in Utah. And uh, some of the people that lived there at one point, they claimed that uh, the, the Sherman family, they, there was all kinds of weird poltergeist activity there that happened there. In addition to the UFOs, you know, like there, there, things would go missing. Uh, uh, the... Uh, the the one guy was using some sort of a shovel and he turned around for a second and uh, when he turned back around the thing was gone and then like a, a few weeks later the, the shovel turned up on top of a tree somewhere i mean it's impossible uh, so it, it, the, in addition to the alien uh, apparent extraterrestrial activity at the at this skinwalker ranch there was poltergeist activity you know seemingly is that what happened here basically it seemed like poltergeist activity but actually you know, the dog disappeared, an actual living animal, you know, my pet disappeared and it showed up two and a half hours later, you know, mysteriously. So, yes, it's possible that this is the, that that could be, you know, I, I don't know. Again, I'd like to hear from other people out there if anybody else had ever had a pet that disappeared like this. Uh, and, and you'd think that maybe it was abducted by aliens, as crazy as that sounds, right? But that, I think that's what happened that time. 